Hey, welcome to the new episode of Beyond the Athlete. This is your host, Chris King. This is my world, and you are now living in it. And before I start anything, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Amen. Christ, because Amen. without him, I am nothing. And today I'm excited because I'm actually able to get somebody else on this podcast, you know, a teammate of mine who just transferred in here, you know, and I feel like he's made an impact in the beginning since he's been here. And I'm very grateful to call him my teammate. You know, I feel like we're getting in a sense where we're becoming closer and we're becoming brothers, you know, and... I'm just excited that I'm actually ha able to have somebody else on here to have their own viewpoints, their own experiences, their own information that they're able to tell you guys, you know, because it's not just me anymore. I'm going out of my way to bring other people on so you can understand different viewpoints in, you know, people's life. So I'm going to allow him to introduce himself right now. Hey, what's going on? I appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that, bro. Real talk. Um, what's going on, guys? Uh, name is Joseph Loazzo. I'm a transfer in from Gannon University. It's a Division II school out in PA. Uh you know, I'm, I'm here uh, pursuing my grad degree in criminal justice. Um, yeah, man, it's a blessing to be here. You know, I came in, um, great guys like Chris, um, great teammates. And, you know, everyone on the team is just great people, man. And um, it's honestly a blessing to be here from D2. And I'm really excited for this season. And um, not only sure. for the football aspect, but, you know, meeting the guys and, and developing those relationships that go past football. Uh, you know, this whole podcast is called Beyond Football, so... You know, I think, I think that's really that's really important, and hopefully we touch on that today. Yes, sir. All right. My first question is, how are you doing today? How's your day been going so far, leading up to this moment? Oh man, it's going good, man. I got some homework done. Okay. Um, got caught up academically, and then um, you know, now I'm just chilling, man. I'm I'm blessed to be here. You know, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. For sure. How about you? I'm good, man. You know, I had a little early morning. I went out, had a little activity I did. You know, I did some self care. What'd you do? I ain't gonna lie, I went and got my, you know, my little nails done. You feel me? <laughs> I, did, I did go do that. I went, I went, I went with my. Why'd you hide it though? Why'd went, you just say it? <laughs> I went with my, I went with my girlfriend. You know, we went out. Up oh, away. okay. Yeah, man, you know, it was a little, it was a nice, little, nice little couples date. date. You know, do a little. And that kind of explains it because when I asked you earlier, you were like, I was like, Yo, where, where you at, bro? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm out right now, I'm just just doing something, and I'm like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, bro. <laughs> but now I know you went to get a pedicure. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I so that's good. Girl. That's wanted, good. That's good. Yeah, she wanted to go do something, so uh, I went with her. We got some yeah. food. That's good. Where'd you go eat? Uh, we got a little Spanish food. So if y'all don't know, there's a new Spanish place. Uh, I think if you drive down towards the Walgreens mm -hmm. in West Long Branch, there's a little Mexican restaurant that I think they just moved in there not too long ago. Uh, I didn't capture the name. I know I'm going to go back. So once I get the name, I'll tell you guys. But That was pretty good? Yeah, it was good. I ain't going to lie. I got, had a little burrito, some french fries, a sandwich. It was cool. Okay. I definitely go back. I would recommend. My podcast is all about what I am outside of football. Because I felt like before this, before I created it, I always viewed myself as a football player. Mm -hmm. It was like I always hear people say, but football is my life. And I don't really know anything outside of football. And that was me at one point. Yeah. You understand? Like, I always felt like I was just football. Like, that was when my like, life depended on football determined who I was as a person. I just felt like I was nothing but an athlete. I didn't have any plans because plan A was football. There was no plan B or C to fall back on. And since I've been here at Monmouth, I feel like, you know, being with my girlfriend, she's also allowed me to actually feel human. But it showed me that I'm more than just an athlete, which is why I came here and made this podcast, Beyond the Athlete, to showcase that I'm not just an athlete. I'm not just somebody that walks around with a logo on and they got a number on the bag and they put a football helmet and shoulder pads on and that determines who they are. Because some people get lost in that, at least from what I feel. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like some people just get lost and they just say, but bro, I'm just an athlete. Like, I don't have plan B. I don't have plan C. Like, it's just the NFL or nothing. And I always look at that like, that's how I thought before, but it's like, bro. It's so much more than that. Let me ask you a question. So you said when you got here to Monmouth, mm -hmm. you mentioned your girl helped you find find who you were, or or you said she made you love yourself. She you made she made me feel human because I feel How? like what what did she do that made you feel human? I'm curious. So I feel that before I met her, you know, I'm not gonna say people haven't come in in my life, you know, and actually make me feel like I'm something outside of football. But I feel like she 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 actually put me at a point where it was like, I can do so much more. Cause like I said, my one my thought process before I came here, when I was at like Buffalo and stuff, when I was like, the plan is go to the league, bro. You gotta take care of your moms, you gotta do all of that stuff. And it was just football, 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 working out, going to practice, you know, stuff in the room. Just all I could think about is how can I excel? How can I continue to push myself to get to the NFL? But little do people know, the process of getting to the NFL is hard, bro. Yeah. Like it's not what you see when you got people going into college and they're in there for three years and then their first round draft picks. Mm -hmm. Like certain people's time frames, like mine, I've been in college for four years. And I know people who've been in college for like seven. You understand? So before I met her, it was just like, how can I get to the league? 
I got to do more than everybody else. I got to work yeah. harder than everybody else. But she showed me, like, you don't got to put that pressure on yourself. Because you get lost. I got lost in that. I got lost in putting pressure on myself. Like, when I first came in here, I was working out. And I would do extra workouts. I'd go run extra stuff. And I'm not saying don't do that. But it put me in a bad mental state to where I was forgetting that I could relax and actually find hobbies. Because I always thought about making a podcast, but I never had the courage to make it because it was like I was just getting lost in football. And I don't feel like I, I sacrificed and was able to make time for it because it was always on my mom's football practice. How can I attack the next day? What can I do? And she just basically put me at a point where it was like, just calm down. Take a deep breath. Just so she would comfort you through yeah, like her it's words. Like, just, and, take a, just take a deep yeah. breath. You understand? Like, you want to go do a podcast? Go for it. You understand? Like, she was somebody that pushed me that's to, real. to do you that, You don't bro. get that a lot, That's bro. what I'm saying, I'm bro. You, like, there's really not a rare. lot of women that are out there that will do that. Shout out to her. For sure. You know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, she did it. I had help with my mom and stuff. You know, I didn't really have a father figure. But, like, she was actually that one vocal point in my life that made me feel like, bro, I can be something so much more than football. Because football's not guaranteed, bro. Yeah. Like, it's 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 guaranteed to go to the league via three years. That's what they think they of you. Certain people exceed that limit. They're in there for, like, more than, like, seven and ten years. You feel me? But at any moment, what I realize is football can be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. And once that's taken away from you, what are you outside of it? And and that's a that's a really good point. I, w- I want to kind of um, piggyback off of that. Yeah. You know, I was talking to one of our teammates, Son- Sone, mm-hmm. um, about this the other day. It's 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 a rat race, man. It's it's, you know, from a kid, you're sold this dream, and the harder you work, you know, you, you can make it to the NFL and you can do anything you want. And in in retro, that is true. Yeah. In life, the Time under tension, just like in the weight room. Mm-hmm. The more time you spend something, the more tension you put under something. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 stronger you get, the better you get. Sure. Uh, the closer you get to your dreams, and that's true. You can do anything you want to do, in reason. Yeah. And I think some people, you know, especially with this football shit, um, they get lost in the football, and 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 it's a it's a rat race because. There's so many crazy stories that come out, like Cooper Cup. Yeah. I, I don't remember his specifics, but he's either a D3 or a D2. He was a lower-recruited guy, uh, didn't get any offers, and this happened, this happened, and then magically he he grinded and he had a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. There's so many countless times in the NFL that we are sold and told these stories, and they've happened, and it's beautiful, and it, it encourages everyone, but it also make some people who are 30 years old playing in a football league in Africa mm-hmm. or not Africa but like in Egypt yeah 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 trying to uh going to sleep with beetles and fucking snakes <laughs> yeah. next to their head like oh yeah uh six more years of this and I'll be in the NFL like but bro like you got to you got to start your life for sure bro and 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 that all comes from not not knowing who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And and that rat race is dangerous, man. And there's people we see no one talks about it. But people get stuck in that shit every single day. People get stuck in that rat race, bro, and it's it's and in, this is the, this is Let me speak to the people real quick. <laughs> this is the most dangerous part about that rat race uh-huh. is because if it's your friend and you see them in that rat race and you say, "Hey, bro, you know, I'm not saying you can't make it." I'm not saying you're not talented, but, bro, maybe you should. What you mean, bro? Yeah. You don't believe in my dream? Exactly, bro. Then you become a hater. Exactly. When you try to help the person in a rat race, they slap your hand away. And it, it, it's, it, you don't see a lot of people make it out of it. So, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really like that you touched on that because that's that's a very very important thing, bro. Exactly. It happens so it's so common. It's not a rare thing that I'm talking about. Nah, not at all, bro. You know how many athletes? Like I've ran into so many athletes, and they just got this this unwilling pressure on them to make it to the league. And it's like you ask them, but if you didn't play football, what you'd be doing? None of them got an answer. Yeah. They don't know anything, bro. And it's just like at certain some point, bro, you have to think outside the box for once. Like you mm-hmm. can't allow from what you've been told as a youth like everybody was told they was a star at some point mm-hmm. you understand that they would make it especially at this level you exactly know? bro but what you got to understand is you run into so many situations that'll humble you like college i feel like college has been one of the most humbling experiences my my life bro mm-hmm. you feel me like not even trying to be cocky but like coming out of high school like i thought i was a shit i'm gonna be honest i thought i was like 
and this, and you were now. And at one point I was, but I was never I was never overly cocky because my thing was I'm doing well. How can I help other people around me succeed? But I was also confident in myself because you have to be. Mm-hmm. You understand? But then when I come to college, you realize, and it's like people tell you that it's you're, you're like the smaller fish around like the big shark, whatever the saying is. But when you get into this, you realize like yeah, bro, there's different levels to it because you got the people that have been here for the two three years and they're draftees and stuff are going into the draft or even people that have been in here for like six years who've just been trying to figure things out and there's just different levels to it like certain people come to college and they're prepared and then on somebody like me i didn't come into college fully prepared like covid messed me up i'm not sure you can you can probably touch on how it probably affected you when you first got into college and stuff but like covid messed me up my body was nowhere near where it was before because i started slacking i started getting comfortable Mm -hmm. and things like that and when i got there i saw the different levels there was people lifting way more than me, running faster than me. So it's like, yeah, I was a top dog in high school, but it's not like that no more. So it's just like... And and I agree with you. I think, and that's life, bro. I mean, yeah. the, the higher you move up, you realize you, you are humbled every single day. Like, mm-hmm. there's ne- life is all about constantly being humbled, bro. I mean, that's why you got to stay humble, you know? For so, sure. so um, you know, I agree with you. Like, you do come into college and you're the small fish rep, uh, figuratively and in the big pond with mm-hmm. the big fish. But um, an important thing that I want you to touch on is is you being that small fish is up to you necessarily. Like, like how how long you are the small fish yeah. is up to you. Like, do you want to be the small fish all four years? There's people that do that. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to grind? Do you want to eat? Do you want to lift? Do you want to work out and dedicate time outside of the field to learn the plays so that you're no longer that small fish? That 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 That's kind of got to be the mindset moving forward mm-hmm. but um but yeah i'm fully agree with that you understand but i feel like the people want to get more of an understanding of you know who you are so who i am okay yeah. so with that being said it'd be great for the audience to really get to know who you are like know a lot about you so if you're comfortable i want you to tell me where you're from and what was your upbringing like how was it growing up all right so am i starting from the baby baby you can start from wherever you want okay bro. man so um yeah, so once again, my name is Joseph Luazo. Um grew up with a single mother. Um my dad left when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. So my mom had to carry that burden and um hold stuff down, not complain and um be the strong woman that she is today and just you know, me growing up just seeing her handle business and um, you know, do what she gotta do to make it happen for me without me ever feeling it. Like I never I never wore no like I, she always made sure I had clothes on my back, like mm-hmm. always made sure I was taken care of. And um, she never made me feel like we were struggling. And I think that's just that speaks so many volumes, bro. And bro. And, and I just I love my mom and she's literally my role model because she, she's like the strongest person I know. So, um, yeah, so that's just me. I mean, growing up, um, played football my whole life. She got me into football pretty young mm-hmm. um, and fo- we tried a lot of sports. I mean, tennis, swimming. <laughs> everything baseball but I, football was the thing that uh that I really was the best in so you know went through that um I was good at I was good at uh, little league um and then I get to high school and then um you know you want to talk about getting humbled I mean I'm getting pancake first day of practice yeah oh man these guys <laughs> doing me dirty man and I and I thought I always had a fast get off I'm like oh that's all I need to do is swim swim and get off the ball fat no dude fucking got destroyed and and um you know i really my attitude was so wrong like yeah. i was i was like oh fuck this <laughs> and i was like yeah fuck this like um you know i don't need i don't these coaches don't know what they're talking about they don't like me but uh yeah they were like coaches don't like me or like this this that and third and i'm like all right and then um so then we end up moving schools long mm-hmm. story short my mom conveniently got another job the next semester um Next, not not semester. Next year, um, and in my sophomore year, we moved to PG County, um, and that's where I started my sophomore year at Laurel High School. And I come in there. Football's football is, um, I would say, not as organized. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lower income. Like they didn't have all the fancy stuff that um, my previous school did, um, but they were all great people, you know. And they took me in and. Um, you know, I had, I had some success there early on, and uh, 
and then you know get towards the end of the season and they decide to move me to varsity and stuff and you know my head is big man I'm like oh snap like I can actually do this like I'm getting my confidence that I lost freshman mm-hmm. year back um and then you know mind you during this time like I'm not lifting weights like yeah I'm fucking doing a little kid shit like I'm eating chilling going outside like I'm not lifting weights I didn't think I needed to um and then what's this now junior year comes oh sophomore season comes around it was good um and then junior year um that's when shit started to get a little real I'm like oh shit you know I gotta go to college how am I get there cause I can't afford it and I'm like alright well I gotta play football and um and do that stuff so I was like I gotta lock in so really that junior year um I spent a lot of time in the weight room um taking it serious and uh you know, developing my body and, and stuff like that. And, and that's really what I focused on. Um, no offers, no no looks, really. Um, and then, you know, that senior year comes around. Yeah. Have a great season, put up great stats. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's getting toward the end of the season. I'm like, oh, shit, like, I don't have any offers. I'm freaking out. I'm going to my coach's office every day. He's like, Joe, relax. You're going to be fine. And I'm, like, freaking out. Like, I'm like, what do you mean I'm going to be fine? I don't have any offers. And the signing day passes and I still don't, you know, so I'm like, fuck. Um, long story short, um, you know, I get an a invite to a senior uncommitted camp and I go to that and then out of that whole camp, you know, one school comes up to me and it's uh, Mercyhurst, mm-hmm. which is Gannon's rival. And they come up to me like, hey, you know, we like what we saw, blah, blah, blah. And um, we'd like to get you up on an unofficial visit and I'm like okay cool 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 and then we set that up um mom drove down there uh which I love her so much for and and we ended up you know spending the night and all that stuff and um you know, had a good time and then long story short I didn't get offered okay um and then we get to Gannon oh sorry Gannon uh Gannon contacts me next day like via email somehow they found out that um that i was on unofficial there but gannon contacts me and they're like hey we're, we would like to bring you up for a visit blah, blah, blah. i'm like hell yeah so i go um we go back and uh you know go up there same kind of thing we do the campus tour and stuff mm-hmm. and um didn't even get to meet with the head coach that day i think i'd be just we just saw the academic buildings and it was kind of like all right We'll see you later. You know how that is with the yeah, lower yeah. interest recruits. And then kind of ended up going. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't get an offer there either. It was more so like a walk-on opportunity. Okay. So I was like, all right. You know, I didn't get to work out with the team during the summer. Um, came up when all the regular students came up and um, started with the team. And, man, I had a rough, rough, rough freshman year coming in, man. I, I just had a bad attitude. I, I wasn't. I wasn't comfortable all the way up there by myself. Mm-hmm. I was childish. Wanted to make the jokes all the time. I just just so young and immature, man. And and I had to mature fast. Yeah. Because I realized that that path, you know, wasn't going to get me to where I needed to get to take care of my mom and um get to where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "All right, I got to lock in." And I had a lot of guys up there again, and I want to give a shout out to those guys, man, who who took me and and uh, really you know helped me mature fast and um, gave me some good life advice so I do appreciate them um, but yeah man um, made it through that fresh uh, that's freshman year and then at the end of that semester this uh, fall semester that coach head coach bring me in his office um, he saw the turnaround in my attitude and the mm-hmm. work ethic that I was displaying and he offered me a scholarship and that's then what's up. yeah man and ever since then it's just been up from there so um, Told me he wanted to stay during, wanted me to stay up there for the summer workout, um, because I was gonna be a guy who's gonna be playing for him next year. year. Um, and I said yes, sir, and um, had the best time of my life that summer, hanging out with the guys, like hanging out, working out, like working as hard as I've ever worked at anything before. And uh, you know, it's crazy, man. Now I look back, like had a great camp, and then that last day, um, that last day, that last practice before the first game. Um, and I think it was like the last play too, dude. Like, um, running a stunt. It was a Texas stunt or something. Okay. And 
ran in, D tackle ran into my my uh, knee, and then tore my ACL. And this was when you said this. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, bro. So when you made that joke about the seventh year player, uh. um, yeah, but it's all right. Um, but. Yeah, that was 2019, man, and, and uh, you know, I went, every guy who, every athlete, you know, who's been through that injury thing, mm-hmm. and you can relate to this, but, um, fuck, man, it's just, when you get that injury, it, it's, you go to a dark place. You do. You go to, a, and I don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit, but you really do go to a dark place, man. Yeah. No, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, I, went, I didn't tear my ATL, but my... First real year of playing college football, because I did transfer in from uh, Buffalo. So I first came here, you know, like you said, came in here, was just ready to work, ready to prove myself. I felt like I was just underrated. I felt like I had a chip on my shoulder. So I did what I had to do, new guy in here. I, I didn't try to step out of my role, but I knew that it wasn't like, there wasn't something here. So I felt like I could have brought, brought something, you know, from my old school and tried to bring my own knowledge and things like that. So I did what I did, went through spring ball, dominated, summer ball, dominated, you understand, and it was just me, myself, and I, you understand, with everybody else, and first four games go by, and it just felt like a blur, bro, like, it just felt like, I played my first game, I forgot who we played, I think it was New Hampshire, and it was just like, this is college football, bro, like, I'm, I'm putting myself in a position, and I was just proud of myself, and then the second game comes by, do what I gotta do. Third game, I felt like that was my best game, I think we played four of them, I, I went crazy that game. And then the fourth game happened. We went to, uh, it wasn't Delaware. It was um, Villanova. So Villanova, bro, I just remember like it was yesterday. Crazy thing. It was a stunt call, bro. We got a stunt. It was like the fourth quarter. It was a close game going back and forth to the wire. DC called a stunt. I don't know why, but I feel like I had a bad feeling about it. It was just like the way that I was in the stance or something. Something felt off. Like it felt like it was a play that shouldn't have been called. But he called it. I think I didn't get off the ball fast enough. By the time I stood up, the guard, and it felt like the guard in the center caught me because I was starting to the A-gap. So if y'all don't know, that's kind of like, I don't really know how to explain it for people that don't understand football, but I'm taking a big step from what I can say. Mm-hmm. You understand? A big step to my left. So I do that. I get t- taken by the guard the center, and I just, I'm not going to lie, I got planted in the ground. But I knew that they were driving me back, so I didn't want to fall on my back. I don't know why I did it, but I ended up, trying to turn myself to catch my balance mm. and I fell on my arm and mm. I didn't catch it my arm like I fell straight on my shoulder and as I hit the ground I just felt every muscle just shift to one side and it was like whoa mm. and I'm not gonna lie I was I was I was on the field I was screaming I was like like ah like like what's this like what's going on and it just felt like my arm bro it just felt like everything on my right side of my like my right arm was just numb it was just nothing but pain and I was just like bro what I went to the sideline. I couldn't even pick my arm up. They was like, can you go back out there? I was in a tent. I'm like, can you like, can you pick your arm up? I'm like, bro, I can't even move my arm. Taking off my shoulder pads, it was it was a painful experience. I was crying. Like, everybody else was celebrating because we ended up winning. And I'm sitting in the, side, on the, in the, in the locker room trying to celebrate with my guys. Yeah. Man, I'm in pain, bro. I'm like, damn. You understand? I'm on a bus. Like, my arm. I looked at my bone. My bone was sticking out. And that's how I knew something was your wrong. Your bone was sticking like, out. My, my collarbone. Yeah. So my bone, it wasn't sticking out, but it was, like, lifted. Mm-hmm. So it didn't look like a normal shoulder. Like, you can kind of see, like, if you got traps, yeah. but, like, my bone was sticking up. You upward. knew something was wrong. So I knew something was wrong yeah. for sure. And they were just trying to tell me, it's just like you just sprained a, a, a little AC joint. You just sprained a muscle. I'm like, this don't look like that. Like, I know something's wrong because I know myself. But I tried to convince myself I was cool. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, a few days later... I'm over there, I'm picking my arm up, bro. I'm, like, moving my arm. I'm able to move it. Like, I'm like, bro, I can play. You understand? And then they were like, okay, we're going to get you an MRI. MRI comes back. They call me, like, hey, like, this is very bad news. Like, you separated your entire shoulder. Like, you're going to need surgery. I'm like, what? And that's when I felt like my world just ended. Because I was playing. You could still move it. Yeah, bro. And that's the crazy thing. Like, I feel like athletes, in a way, like, athletes are, like, superheroes. Like, you can really be hurt. But, like, I myself, like, I was hurt. Like, I'm for, like, the average person. No, for sure. They were they probably wouldn't be able to, like, do what I was doing. Like, I feel like I could have did push-ups with my whole shoulder. It was, like, it was literally hanging on by a thread. You understand? And they called me, and I'm like, there's no way. And that's when I just felt like my whole world just crashed. Because I'm like, I was dominating. Like, I was having crazy games playing, like, it felt like 30, 40 snaps a game, bro. And then they gave me that phone call, and I went in there, I'm like, so what are you telling me? They showed me the picture. It's like, look, your arm is literally hanging on by a thread. Like, you can you can keep playing and get surgery after the season, 
or you can get surgery now and just call it a thing and go get your extra year. So I did a little self self like evaluation. I'm like, what do I want to do? Do I want to just be doped up on freaking painkillers for the rest of the season, get surgery after the season, and then it just be that? Or do I sacrifice getting surgery now, have my season end, and go get an extra year? So I made that little tough decision, and I made the decision to get surgery. I got my surgery, I think it was October 17th of uh, 2021. Who were some of the people that you spoke to? I didn't mean to cut you off. You good. Who were the, some of the people that you spoke to um, to kind of, you know, make that decision because i feel like yeah. a decision that big you really want to be careful like who you talk to so like who did you talk to you know making that decision so i feel like the first person i went to like physically i talked to my mother it was my mom because she didn't fully understand what was wrong because like i told her i was moving my arm i'm like mom i'm cool and then they told me you need surgery and then it was like all right so what do i do she's like i think you should get surgery then from her because at the time i went from her I had my girlfriend i went to her i talked to her you know, and she, she told me, look, I want you to be okay. I need you to be okay. I want you to do what you feel is best. I don't want you to go on the field if you're not 100 because I was only going to make it worse. Like, it was bad. It was it was probably the worst tor- tear they said they saw, like, from anybody with this injury. So it was only so much more worse that I could have done. Yeah, dude. So she was just like, look, I want you to go in there. I think surgery is your best option. Let's just handle it. And that was that. And then I went to God. You understand? I was talking to God. I was praying on him. Like, so what do you think? Like, you understand? And obviously, you know, he strengthened me. He gave me the... Like, he, I feel like he responded to me, and he just told me, like, hey, I think that we need to go get surgery. Yeah. So I went in there. I got the surgery October 17th. Uh, I had the surgery, came out of that. And from there, like you said, a dark place. So before I had the surgery, I was trying to convince myself, like, look, I'm going to come back better than ever. I'm going to be cool. Like, I'm going to dominate when I come yeah. back. But then when you realize that a surgery literally – how they explained it is just like reprogramming your arm again the way that they told me. Yeah, bro. It was like I didn't want to believe how hard it was until I went through it. Yeah, and bro. then I saw it. Then I realized it was like, bro, what the hell? And that's when I feel like my depression came. I was I ain't gonna lie, like I struggle with anxiety, but my anxiety got so much worse. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I was just listening to these thoughts telling me, look, I'm not worth it. I'm not confident in myself. Like you don't mean anything. This mm-hmm. injury was what's was supposed to happen to you. You know, I had just so many dark moments. I stopped caring about what I was eating. I started gaining weight. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize. You understand? Like, I didn't want to... It was to the point where we had homecoming, and I was so depressed, I didn't even want to go. Like, I think I watched that game from inside my house, like my room. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, when my girlfriend her family came, they supported me. But it was just like, bro, I didn't want to go anywhere. You understand? Like, I literally was just going to class, and I hid it, because nobody... I didn't want anybody to know. But behind closed doors, bro, I was struggling. So, yeah. like, when you, talk, when you sit here and say, like, that dark place, like, that's real, bro. You understand? Like, it was bad. And it was just like, damn. And all I could sit here and do was just just get through it one day at a time. Because I knew if I fully allowed myself to sink into that to that, that hole, bro, I don't think I could have pulled myself out. Because it really, like, shifted me. And then when I came back, you know, going into the next season, I, I came back, I played, you know, and I feel like it, it pulled me back out because it showed me that I'm stronger than what I thought. But in that one, when I was in that, that, that little space, bro, it was hard. Like, that was yeah. probably one of the hardest times I've been through. So, <clears throat> so, I feel like that's just crazy. Like, yeah, man. Injuries in your sport, like, it's that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you're, it can just be taken away from you so easy. No, and that's, and that's a fact. I, uh, yeah, when I was talking about that dark place, man, I just, like, everything that you, every emotion that you explained was mm-hmm. correct, bro. I mean, you go through every spectrum of emotion possible during that injury. <laughs> and, 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 Man, I, I didn't I'm be honest with you, I went through a little depression, I guess, but the I didn't I didn't I didn't really go I I think that goes to a test like how like the great people I had around me. Like yeah. my teammates, man, they really kept me up and um I think a big thing when you're going through that injury in that dark place is is finding something to focus on. Yeah. Um when I think you're just aim, when I think you're when you're just aimlessly moving and just kind of living day by day, mm-hmm. feel like you just, your mind starts to fuck with you and you start to like kind of eat yourself alive. But um, when you put your focus towards something and you kind of regain that focus, I think that's I think that's what saves you. And I think that's what saved me because I was able to focus um, on football. I was like, hey, listen, I just kept talking. I, I had to practice like positive self-talk. Yeah. That, honestly speaking, during my injury, that's, I think that's what saved me is is I was like okay I can't just keep down talking myself I can't keep 
thinking that like, I have to change me. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I started positive talking myself. Like it sounds corny, but like, nah, yeah, I, know I was like, you Joe, mean. you're good. Like I, and I, I would like talk to myself so positively and, and that completely changed the way my mind uh, worked and it, it even focused me even more. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, anyone listening, that's something that helped me um, through that, through that uh, journey. But yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a it's a thing that a lot a lot of athletes have to go through, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully, our stories, you know, helped help somebody get through it. What would you say would be some advice um, for an athlete trying to get out that dark place? I feel that you have to surround yourself by people that genuinely care about you. You understand? In a way, it's like a distraction. How can you distract yourself from listening to all that negativity that your mind creates? Because your mind is one of the strongest things, bro. Mm-hmm. And when that's messed up it can really affect you as a person. Facts. And like like you said, I have people around me. Like I have my girlfriend, you understand? Like I have my mother. And so she's been through, she's, she's been, been through it with you through it all. Through everything, oh, man. bro. Yeah, and she was with amazing. me. So I'm not going to knock and say that nobody was there. You know, I had a couple teammates reach out to me and stuff. The coaches were asking me how I was doing. So I had people there. But if I'm saying like the main person, she was the real main person that was like, if I didn't have her, bro, I really don't know where I would have been. You understand? So I felt like, Anybody going through any situation where right now you're hurt and you don't really know what to do, you just got to find a distraction. Like, what's something, but not like a negative distraction. What's something yeah. that's positive? If that means playing your game, going out for walks, taking, you know, words of affirmation to yourself or, you know, surrounding yourself by your friends and your loved ones and things like that. Like, how are you distracting yourself? You understand? Like, don't just sit in it. Because it's easy. Like, of course, feel your feelings. Like, I always say, like, feel your feelings initially. That's the first stage of, you know, like, accepting. You got to feel those feelings. But how do you respond to them? And I just feel like it's your response that can either make or break you. And obviously, if you don't want to break, you got to find like that positive distraction that's going to stop you from, you know, going through so many hard times and stop you from, you know, dealing with so many bad things. But that's why I feel like I can leave it off. So it's just really about finding that positive distraction. Who can help you? Who are you surrounding yourself by? What are you doing when nobody else is around you? If you don't even have anybody there for you, you know, that means just things like that. Facts. And then another thing is, and I don't want to drag it, but, like, dude, like, people with the whole um, finding your, like, when people getting mad at, like, players or, like, coaches when when they go through an injury and they're like, oh, everyone's forgot about me. Because that's, that's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you get injured, bro, you slowly, you slowly start to vanish and you people do. start forgetting about you. But that's also up to you. Yeah. Because... A lot of times you vanish and stop people forget about you because you take yourself out. Yep. You go depressed. You go in a, a den. You you uh, hibernate from the world. Like mm-hmm. you take yourself away from everybody. So you gotta remember you want to be around people as much as possible, bro. Yep. Because that's what's gonna hold you up. That's what's gonna keep you focused, bro. So um, yeah, man. It don't take it personal when people. Uh, I guess you may think forget about you when you're injured or. Don't take that personal because I mean that's that's life, mm-hmm. you know. To be gone is to be forgotten, <laughs> and a coach told me that I'll never forget. Uh, I think that's think that's the <clears> phrase. <throat> I might be chopping it up, yeah. but to be gone is to be forgotten. Um, so you got to be, to be you got to be around people so you're not forgotten, bro. Like you gotta. I think I'm chopping that shit yeah. up. I don't think that's the phrase, but <laughs> um, I think that's how it goes. But yeah, man, that's that's how it is. For sure, bro. What else do you want to? Um, talk about today we talked about burritos already we did talk about, talk about our life our history okay i feel that <clears throat> i want to ask you one more like i have three more questions yeah but, don't but this, ask me whatever you want this this one is who are you outside of football like when you don't have a helmet and pads on when you're not working out or trying to lead the guys around us <clears throat> you know i myself try to do the same thing who are you in your outside world like how are you as a son how are you as a person what do you like to do to keep like that's not in a sense of being an athlete yeah no um that's a great question uh that's something i had to figure out you know a few years ago because i like you said i was football or nothing and and i still am like that in my mind but um i had to find out you know who i was Mm -hmm. and um you know i'm still figuring it out like i'm a caring person um i like to think that i'm funny uh, I'm lighthearted. Like I, I don't take things too seriously. Um, I like to have a good time, man. I, like I go out and do karaoke. Like I've never done that, but that's something I would do. Yeah. Like 
I'm a f- I like to think that I'm a like I'm a willing like I'm a I'm open to that. Like yeah. I'm not gonna knock it down. You wanna go do karaoke, get a couple drinks? Like I'm I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Like uh I like to just do things. Like I like to be out, I like to be active. Um I don't hoop, okay. but I will. Um you know, and it, that brings me back to my other point. You know, I had like twenty five D one offers um out of high school, you know, <laughs> Bama, um, a lot of basketball offers. And I just chose, you know, it was more so a humble experience. Yeah. Like I wanted to humble myself and like, bro, you can't go D one and uh basketball too. Like you have to be humble, bro. Like yeah. you can't go D one in basketball. Like you have to stay grounded. So I was like, I had to tell Bama, I had to tell <laughs> Kentucky Duke, like I had to tell all of them no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to choose a harder path for myself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, turned down those basketball <laughs> offers. Didn't didn't go uh, D one out of high sc- out of high school. So, um, yeah, but I like to be fun. Like I I have no one thing I learned about myself is I used to love to read, but I I don't have like a, a hobby per se. Like, mm-hmm. and this kind of acts. I want to ask you a question, really, because okay. this kind of brings a question to me. Like, whenever you're doing something in life and you're fully invested into it. Mm-hmm. I can mentally think about a plan B. Yeah. But if I'm fully invested in plan A and I'm having a plan B, are you fully invested in plan A? Can you be That's fully invested? Question. Can you be fully invested in something and have all your coins in one pot mm-hmm. and then have other coins on the side? Isn't that putting one foot in, one foot out? Like, yeah. like for me, football is my life right now. Yeah. Everything that I'm doing is contributing to that, but I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Like, I'm also understanding that I have to have an education to fall back on. Mm-hmm. But can I truly say that I gave it all I got? Can I truly say that I was fully invested in my dream mm-hmm. if I had coins in another pot? Like, what what can you say about that? I feel like if you're being realistic, like, I don't think it's a problem having a backup plan because plan A isn't always guaranteed. You understand? Like, if you sit here, in my opinion... You give everything to something, and then it doesn't work out. Like, it's gonna be a struggle, you know. But I feel that you can <clears throat> you can give all you have to a situation, to to a, a goal that you want. But you also also you have to prepare for the negatives that come with it. You have to prepare for it not okay. to fully work. You understand? Like, it's not going there and say, "Yeah, I'm gonna play football. I'm gonna go to the league." But I'm also gonna I'm gonna have a negative mindset that. I, I don't know and be iffy about it. Like, you want to be confident in it, but you also want to have that positive mindset that, hey, like, there's a chance this might not work. There's a lot of people in this situation that didn't go to the league and they That's gave true. everything they had. That's true. And now they have to do something with their life. So maybe if I go in there, go in every day and give everything that I have and go try to be a leader and go try to be this football player and go dominate all of these workouts, but I'm still getting my education. I'm still going to school and being the best person that I can, building up relationships with people so that just in case this football stuff doesn't work out, I have another thing to play, to, to fall back on. I have an education so I can go get a job out there. So what you're saying is to fully invest yourself in certain times uh-huh. and then other times when you're off the field to prepare yourself for the reality that it doesn't. Yep. Even so that's what you're saying. If it's, okay. like a, if it's like a working job outside of football, let's say you're like a, like a business manager. When you're in the office, you're going to give it all you got. You understand, but when you're not in the office and you're not focused on business, you can also do something else. You yeah, can also be no preparing. facts. That's a really good point. You can also be preparing for that business maybe to fail mm-hmm. because in life, things are not guaranteed. Right. And I feel that you understand, like at any moment, things can change. There's something that can happen that can affect you, and you also you have to have something that can you can fall back on because if you just go into every situation and it's just like, it's like being in a relationship in my sense. Like I have a girlfriend. It's like, I'm going to give her everything I have. You, sit, you feel me? Like, I'm going to sit here and give her all the love I have. I'm going to try to be the best person that I have. But taking my step out of it, my, my foot out of that situation, I also have to focus on me. I also have to make sure in order for me to be the best version of for myself, for her, I also have to be the best version of myself for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I got to make sure my mental state is okay when she's not around me. I got to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm taking time to myself, taking space to myself, you know, doing things that make me happy, that make me feel fulfilled so that I can be happy within myself and then give her that happiness. Because right. if I sit here and give her everything that, she wants and I and I lose that focus on me and I don't fall back on me or my plan or that plan B isn't falling back on me, I'm gonna become miserable and I'm gonna be angry and I'm gonna get agitated because I'm sitting there giving in a moment that she feels like what I'm not doing is enough, it's gonna upset me. 
But if I know that I'm confident in myself, that I'm happy with what I'm doing, I know that I'm giving her everything that I have because I took that step outside of the relationship, it's not really going to affect me in any type of way. Right. You feel me? So it's just things like that where I feel like you should always have a backup plan. I feel like you should have a backup plan for a backup plan, bro. Like, anything that can generate improving your life, I feel like you shouldn't limit yourself to anything. Right. Okay, good point. For sure. But that's just my opinion on it. So I do feel like it's okay to be invested in something but also have something to fall back on. For my second question, my second to last, I have, what's one thing that you would tell your younger self and what's one thing that you would tell your future self? Okay, one thing that I would tell my younger self, and do I get to pick an age of what, what I Anytime, mean by younger? Bro. All right, I would talk to myself before freshman year Joe in high school. Um, like I said, I wasn't humble. Um, I came in really cocky thinking I was the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would have just told myself to really be open to coaching and be coachable. Um, a lot of guys in the game and young guys don't know how to be coachable. Like, you got to listen to the, the message, mm-hmm. not the tone. And, 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 man, I would just shut down. If a coach was yelling, I would shut down and not be able to listen to what he was saying. But, you know, that's something I would tell my younger self is be coachable. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been such a better player um, if I had just been coachable young. And that's something some people got to learn the hard way. You know, that's yeah. what, some people have to learn. Um, you have to learn different ways, but that's I had to learn the hard-headed way. But being coachable is something that I would say. Okay. What about you? I think if I pick a younger version of me, I would probably go with my freshman year of high school. And I would say just be confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, it was a humbling experience for me going from, you know, being youth and doing a certain thing and then having to go to high school and it kind of be like, realizing there's different levels to it but i feel like i would just tell myself you know just be comf- be confident mm-hmm. you know like you're gonna go through certain things that are gonna make you question yourself and make you feel like you know if you're worth it but i feel like being confident in yourself and you know loving yourself and actually caring about yourself is gonna be able to you know push you through that because i did struggle my freshman year i didn't really have an identity to myself it was like i went through an identity crisis yeah so i felt like if i was confident in myself if i loved myself as much more then I probably would have been able to respond better in that yeah. situation. But that's kind of just it. What do you feel like you would tell your older self, like your future self, like Joe, for a couple years from now? I guess I'd say, like, never forget where you come from. Mm-hmm. Um, understand all the hard work that it took to get to, you know, the high level that you're at in your future. And, um, Mem- always let that humble you. Yeah. Never get, never get your head. Don't ever let your head get too big, and um, just stay level, man. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the grind that it took to get to that point, and um, respect that. I guess that's that's what I would say. Okay. Yeah, man. What about you? I feel that I would just tell myself to relax. I feel like in certain moments, you know, I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I hold myself to the standard where I have to do things the correct way and do things the right way and if I make a mistake I'm kind of hard on myself so I just think that I would tell my future self to just know that it's okay not to be perfect like it's okay to make mistakes like we're human you know like nothing's ever going to be perfect you're going to go through things in life that are going to make you question things and you know it's just about relaxing and understanding that you just got to take it one day at a time you don't got to really worry about a week from now or two weeks or where you're going to be at it's just taking it okay like how am I approaching every day what's my attitude approaching every day and if I go through something how am I responding to it? Right. You understand? So I just feel like I would tell myself, just ease the pressure that I put on myself to try to be perfect, you know? And then, yeah, that's kind of it. That's what I feel like I would be doing. What do you do for fun? You know, and I, I ask this because, you know, I see you. Yeah. On the outside, mm-hmm. I see a serious person. Yeah. But I see a forced serious person. I I want to know what you do for fun. Are you are, what type of what type of shit are you into, man? Like, okay, are That's, you are you in like what are you into? Like, what do you what do you what is Chris like doing on his free time? On my free time, I'm a I'm a father to my dogs. I have two dogs that I I got this summer, so I spend a lot of time with them. I go out places mm-hmm. with them. I take them for walks. You know, we we play around and stuff. Like, I feel like they bring me peace in my life mm-hmm. on top of different things. <clears throat> I'm very big on video games. What kind of dogs do you have? 
Uh, I have a three-year-old. He's like a shepherd's cattle dog, so it's kind of like a medium-sized dog. Like, I can't really describe it, but he's pretty big. And then I have a, a one-year-old that just turned one uh, this past February. Okay, wait. Let's put a pause on this. Okay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> as you're telling... You no, know, and, and just something I noticed. You know, as you're telling me about your dogs, I'm noticing you're describing them as children. Yeah, they are. Okay. So, you're, 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 you're referring to them as humans. Uh-huh. Because I'm saying... You say you have a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, he's teething. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got to kind of I just I lost you lost me for a minute cuz I thought you had kids. No. I, then you started describing dogs. So yeah, I was like, "Okay, they, yeah, they just are, a weirdo." They my, <laughs> yeah, they are my uh they are my two boys. I take them like they're my they're my real like my real life real children. Family. Yeah, like they're my real family, you know. So um I do have a 3-year-old like how do you How do you feed it? Do you feed it fucking <laughs> Do, uh, no, wait. Let's fucking get down to this because this shit sounds weird. Do you fucking feed your dogs like real food and nah? So you give them kibble. Yeah, I do give them. Okay, kibble. like they'll get right. they'll get like like if I have like a bone or something like you know they'll they'll eat that. I kind of give them human food food here and there. Yeah, you know, like Thanksgiving they got like pieces of turkey. Like they can't have any seasoning, so it's just like like you know just dry turkey, dry yeah. turkey like dry chicken. I've given them like boiled chicken breast and stuff like that because you gotta yeah. watch what you feed them. Yeah. But yeah, like I'll, they mostly eat kibble. Like that's really it, and they'll get like like probably like real treats and stuff like that. But a lot of it is doggy treats. What brand do you use? I mean, go ahead and shout them out. It's your podcast. Uh, I use not I kibbles and bits. Please don't say no, kib- no, no. That I think it's, trash. It's, it's, it's called Blue Wild. Oh, that's the expensive bag, the blue yeah. one with the diamond and the yeah. wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good I shit. Give that, I give that to my uh my puppy, my my one year old, and then my three year old. It's um. I forgot the name. I don't give him that one. I might transition him to the blue wild because it's really good. I see how it's helping my my other dog. But get Aki, um, is it getting him Aki? Yeah, it's getting him pretty big, and it's good yeah. for their stomach. Like, it's not it's not like messing up how they're using the bathroom and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. And then my other one is some. It's like this white bag with like vegetables on it. I gotta find the uh, name of it. That sounds ass. <laughs> now, is it decent? Yeah, it's good though. It's uh, good. It's like it's kind of like it's because what I researched the food before I gave it to him. So it's like the top like top. I think it's top top, top brands. Okay. Yeah. So they'll eat that, and that's really just it. And then, you know, my one-year-old, he's bigger than my three-year-old. Mm-hmm. I, 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 they said he's a lab retriever mix, but, like, his features aren't adding up to that description. Yeah. I got him from the, <laughs> from the shelter, so I'm going to do, like, a DNA test on him. But, um, yeah. Other than that, I like to play video games. I play with my friends from back home. Uh, I like to stream. I need to start getting into streaming more. You yeah. Know? I do that. This seems to be something that you like, like mm-hmm. talking and... Yeah, um, also... For sure, um, <clears throat> just talking, bro. Like my my, I always felt like talking is just something that I enjoyed. Like I I got a TikTok, I go in there, I kind of talk about my feelings and things like that. I built a a large fan base, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like talking. Where can people find that? Because I'm not sure. Um, what is it called on TikTok? TikTok is uh, it's called I think it's King's World with an underscore mm-hmm. in it. So if you go look that up, it's it's a good amount of followers. I have to start posting a little more frequently. I kind of took some time off, you know, for myself. Mm-hmm. But um, it's that. Post on TikTok. Have this podcast. You know, I think I'm going to make a YouTube channel. I'm going to transition myself into a YouTube for the podcast and also for myself, you know, as an athlete and just things outside of that. Cause I feel like I want to take more of the social media route. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's in, what's inspiring you? to? Do you have someone in the game that you look up to that's inspiring you to do all of these different avenues? Or is this just something that you love? Like, you just love social media like it's just it's kind of just like watching a lot of like influencers but it's also just because i've loved like social media Mm -hmm. but one thing is really like the motivational speakers Mm -hmm. you understand like i I like to watch a lot of like motivational speakers like one is like the inky john like inky johnson yeah he's a good dude from tennessee you know like i watch them and like i see like i've always wanted to be that kind of person like how can i inspire people how can i impact people like even when I try to lead the, uh-huh. the team you know with my speeches and stuff is how can I get through people and that's kind of I think the route that I want to take in the future you know being like a motivational speaker going to different schools telling my story having people relate to me being able to because my I feel like my goal in life is to impact as many people as I can it's hard you understand so that's one thing that I feel like I'm trying to do you understand like build that social media because the only way that I can do that is having a presence you understand like nobody's just going to invite a random person to the school to talk to people uh-huh. if they don't have some type of clout behind them you understand so outside of football that's kind of kind of what i'm doing you know that's awesome yeah like i go out i go places go to restaurants you know i just do things like that and just just live this normal life bro like i'm not old enough to be going like the bars and stuff so i'm just like 
doing what I can do right now, you know, kind of like I just yeah. enjoy. I'm not really a party type. Like, I feel like I've done that so much before. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of tired of that. Partied out. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of just it, bro. Just family, man. And then just building up my social media presence. That's dope, bro. Yeah. It really is. That's really cool. Lastly, anything that you would like to leave off with, with your last final message before we end up wrapping this episode up, what, what do you want to tell people? Advice that I would give um, the audience. Um, man, I, I just, I would just say like if there's, and this sounds so cliche because everyone says this, but you know, if there's something out there that uh, you love or you're passionate about mm-hmm. and um, people are telling you you can't do this or you can't do that, um, like I said, it sounds cliche, but just keep going, man. Um, there were so many times in my journey from Gannon that people called me trash, um, said I was big for nothing, um, told me I would never be good. I mean, the list goes on. I've had coaches tell me um, I have no talent. Like, I've, I've heard it all, dude. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, just going throughout your journey, just, just keep your goal in mind and don't let any anybody tell you you can't do anything and just keep keep your 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 goal in your mind like you just have to keep goals and and I think that's what I would save me and help me out so um just keep your goals in mind uh never waver um and if you believe in something if you believe in your dream then just keep going that's keep right. going and don't let anyone break you that's my uh I said my advice to the people I feel like that's really good advice bro yes, sir <clears throat> for sure I think Anybody listen to that, I hope that that's something that you can relate to, maybe inspire you to continue to just keep pushing forward. You're going to go through life, and you're going to have people that are going to tell you or try to dictate your life for you and have expectations or even negative thoughts, and it's just about not listening to it. Right, because of how their life went or how that they decide not to finish chasing their dreams. They want to reflect that onto you. That that happens so often. Everybody's going to have an opinion, man. You can't stop somebody from talking about you. You can't sit here and allow that to dictate you because the minute that you give in, they won. You know, and I feel like from personal experience, that's something that I can continue to work on. That's something that I have worked on and I have responded to. So I do feel like that's something that's a really good message Real talk. to leave off with. But yeah, I want to just kind of, you know, say again, you know, uh-huh. it's a pleasure to be on this podcast. Thank you, Chris King, for no inviting problem, me. Bro. This is a blessed time and I had a great time and hopefully I get to come back on, man. For sure. I think the people definitely going to want you back on Not for another sure. episode. So we're going to have to set that up eventually, bro. Don't even worry about it. As we wrap this episode up, I just want to thank everybody that's continued to tune in, you know, continue to support me, continue to be there for every episode that I put out. You know, I'm grateful for you. Um, whenever you're listening to this, either in the morning, your lunchtime, at nighttime, I'm thankful that you take time out of your day to yep. listen to what I have to say, listen to my guests that I brought on today. Mm-hmm. You know, but I hope that you all have a blessed day. You know, I hope that we all continue to strive and continue to move forward. I hope that I'm impacting you and that you're relating to me. And this is my world. And you're living in it. (laughs) 